Cover City Hoops is back with our fast break edition. Guys, we got a new segment here to break down for you to start things off with the four corners. Britt hit him with the topics, baby. Who is dancing their way into March Madness? What coaches are on the hot seat? Injuries to key players. Who's going dancing and whose bubble's going to burst? And Mark, what do we got to look forward to this weekend? We got the games of the week in the Big Ten, the Big 12, and call your cable company to make sure you have ESPN2 for the Big Duke North Carolina game on Saturday night. And to top things off here for this podcast, we got the Stewart's Buttered Hard Roll pick of the week. Make sure you're tuning in. Yo, Lantern, light this baby up. Cover City Hoops is back. Episode 3 here. You guys know what time it is? It's tourney time, baby. March Madness is upon us right around the corner. I'm so fired up here to get going on another episode of Fast Break. Joined by my boys, Big Time Brit and Mid-Major Mark. Guys, what's going on? Hey, Steve-O. Thanks for having us, man. We're about, what, 16 days out from round one of the tournament. T-minus. T-minus. Is it 15, 16 days out? We're headed to Vegas on the 17th. We're going to set up shop at one of those viewing parties. Big Time Brit, Mid-Major Mark, ready to take the house down. Just counting my stacks. (laughs) Stacks on stacks. And joined by Lantern in the booth. Always lighting it up for you guys. Lantern, how's it going? Pew, 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 pew. Keep an eye on the bubble right about now. I'm I'm wondering if Syracuse is going to make it. Uh, win over UNC. They got to win the next four, I think, if Syracuse is going to make it. But can't we're wait. Gonna, we'll, we'll get into that, Lantern. We're going to get into that for the listeners here as, as, we, as we move into uh, what we're going to call the four corners for you guys. An old Dean Smith offensive set. Uh, we're going to go over four topics here, and uh, we're going to start it off this week, guys, with uh, with the with the historic win uh, the other night, Tuesday night, by the Baylor Bears. Uh, Baylor is uh, basically dancing, dancing, dancing their way into the NCAA tournament. It's a dancing machine. Guys, just, just so you're all clear on this, this episode is going to be heavily peppered with dancing music. With Mark Madness, baby, we dancing. Scott Drew and company, Baylor Bears, dancing their way to a conference championship, like I just said. Huge game on Tuesday night. Come from behind win against West Virginia in overtime. And Mark, you got a saying. How does it go? steve Good teams win, great teams cover, my friend. Huge, huge come from behind win for Baylor on Tuesday night against against West Virginia. Can we get that on a t-shirt? Can we, for the love of God, get that on a t-shirt? And I want to say on the back, give me my money. Give me my money. Give me my money. (laughs) Give 
give me my money. <laughs> so that was a huge, huge come from behind win, guys. The uh, West Virginia basically, Mark, what led till the last uh, what minute? Yeah, I was gonna say sixty to ninety seconds of the of, of the second half. I mean, Sherman, McNeil, McBride, they were all on fire the entire game. Full disclosure, I had already checked it off as a loss, you know, laying four and a half, and all of a sudden, comeback, steal free throws, right? It was, you could almost see it happening. I've been on the other side of that scenario 1,000 times in my life. I got to tell you, it was wonderful to actually get Ma a win in that situation. Mark, before you know it, you were just yelling, yeah, cover city. It, it was, was it was unbelievable. Once we Didn't got to overtime, it's been a big thing this year is once you get to overtime with these favorites, uh, multiple, you know, five, seven double digit point favorites have covered in overtime. It's almost like the other team's defeated uh, once they have to throw that tip up and play the extra time. Yeah, once they get to the dreaded OT, it's it's uh, basically lights out for for that team that that lost that lead. But yeah, it was it was pretty pretty incredible uh, come from behind Cover City on that one. And then Baylor's got Oklahoma State tonight and Texas Tech on Sunday to possibly solidify an overall number one seed. Oh, definitely. I mean, if they, yeah, you have they to get, give it to them. I mean, I, I would, I would have to say right now that they're basically in the driver's seat to get there. Even if they only win one out of two of those games, you got the Big Twelve tournament coming up. Pretty sure they'll make a deep run into that. Um, but, but I, I think Baylor's got a, a one seed locked up with their. Hey, better to be tested the other night in the game that they lost than in the in the tournament. Well, talking about losing. The next topic we're going to talk about here tonight are coaches that are on the hot seat right now and potentially might lose their job for the next upcoming season. We're going to start off with Mike Bray at Notre Dame. Britt, let them know what's going on with, with Coach Bray out there in South Bend. Well, Mike Bray's been there since the year 2000. The year 2000. What'd you say? The, that's a long time. I mean, absolutely. Been there. And he's a few years removed from back-to-back -back Elite Eights. So he's retained his job. Last year, they were 10-10 and 10 in the ACC. Recruiting classes have been poor. They're competing with a dominant football school. He's not doing well. He's on his way out. Now, is this a trend with the next coach we're going to talk about? Because the next coach is another Coach K disciple, another Dookie, Steve Wojciechowski at Marquette. Uh, they've definitely had a down year this year. What, what are you hearing about him over there in Marquette? Steve-O, we got two Dukies. Wojo, Steve Wojciechowski, and Chris Collins. We'll touch on Wojo first. Three, Mike Bray's. Mike Bray's. Mike Bray, cycle. you're right. So we yeah, got three. So three. Is that a coincidence or what? I don't know. Maybe Coach they can. maybe they team up and go somewhere. All right, so when Wojo came in, he had two tournament appearances. He hasn't won a game of the tournament, though, and got got eliminated in the first round, obviously. He lost two of his best recruits after last year, the Hauser Twins. One of them went to Virginia. One of them went to Michigan State. Yep. After last year, they've been mediocre at best. I think Wojo's on the hot seat. Definitely a name to, you know, to keep, keep an eye on and see, you know, see what happens with him because he was definitely – you know, highly sought after coach Marquette really thought they hit a home run by by grabbing him uh, out from under Coach K because basically 
you know, he, he, he was, in my mind, the coach in waiting for, for Duke. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll be interested to, to, to see what happens with, with Wojo there and the floor slaps. Uh, Chris Collins, Northwestern, you think it might be a little too premature to kind of pull the plug on him? I, I just don't know if he's really gotten himself into like a, a full circle with his recruiting classes just yet there at Northwestern. Yeah, I agree. He's only been there since 2017. He brought them to their first ever NCAA tournament bid. That's got to be taken into consideration. Yep. However, since 2017, they've regressed. You know, they, they have high expectations at a school and a power conference. He might be on the hot seat as well. Yeah, the only so problem they, there is that Elaine's no longer there. So we can't, they have no one to show on the sidelines for every game now. Yeah, right. She, you know, she's got the, probably the best dance moves out of any. Uh, Not to any, say, send her to the fan. dance. Super fan. Super fan, Elaine. All right, so the next coach we're going to uh, dive into here is, is he was probably one of the most coveted head coaches uh, coming out of uh, VCU, uh, took them to five straight NCAA tournaments. Shaka Smart at Texas. Is he on the hot seat there, Britt? You know, even though they're a potential Final Four contender this year, they've been ranked in the top 10, top 12 all season long. He's had five mediocre seasons. He's been under 500 in the Big 12 during that five-year span. Texas, a school like Texas, they expect a lot more. You got to remember who he was following up in Rick Barnes. Yeah, Rick Barnes went on to Tennessee. He's done great things, uh, you know, with them down there. And Rick Barnes had 16 NCAA tournament appearances in 17 seasons. So I know everybody was trying to get Shaka Smart. I thought he was the best coach out there. But at a big school like that, he's underperforming. No, no doubt. No doubt. And then you've got you to prove yourself. You've got to perform for those big contracts that they're paying, you know, there in Austin. So... Um, like you said, they, they have a pretty good squad this year. So the likelihood of Shaka losing, losing his seat, uh, is probably a long shot, but it's definitely not out of the question with the expectations that they, hey, guess what? Texas has a $7 million buyout for Shaka smart, believe it or not. That's not a lot of money to get a new coach in there at that school, especially if they lay an egg in the uh, tournament, you know, they go out first or second round with final four expectations. You're going to hear a lot of grumbling from those boosters in Austin. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, how far do we think Texas is going to make it in the tournament? I feel like they, they have the talent to, to make a sweet 16 bid. Well, they've shown they can beat anybody, um, you know, but anybody can beat anybody on any given night. So they could be on the, uh, the latter side of that, but they do have the talent. Uh, they got some good freshmen, so the recruiting class has been there. Shaka Smart, I think he's older than me. However, he looks like he's 25 years old, so at least he's at, he's got that going for him. He had, he's the he, I think he's got the comeback of the last uh, two decades with with that hair of his. I was gonna I, say where did that come from? I don't know. He was bald at VCU. Other than Ryan Urlacher. Now my man's like a chia pet. He's just flowing. He's, he uses keeps. Keeps. That's a secret. Keeps is a secret. No free ads. No free ads, Lanner. All right. Well, let's uh, let's keeps our way going into our next segment here. Uh, we got uh, injuries, key key injuries to some big time uh, players on some top teams that were really kind of looking to to make some noise in the tournament. We're gonna get into the, this was a, a injury that happened Wednesday night. Con Gillespie uh, Torres MCL. Uh, he's out for the rest of the season. That was a huge blow to Villanova. 
Gillespie's been basically, I think he's like the, um, uh, more than likely the, the longest tenured, uh, college player, uh, ever. Uh, I think he's, uh, second only to Damon Bailey. <laughs> That's aging me again for the second week in a row, but Damon Bailey was in college for about 13 to 14 years. Uh, he was on Who the, uh, Harry Ellis plan. <laughs> So you know that that's a huge loss. He was he was basically the floor general for for them. Britt, how do you kind of see Villanova recouping and and you know moving forward? What 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 do they have in store for them? Well, he got injured in the first half last night. I was watching the game against a tough Creighton team. They like they were up I think twelve or fourteen when he got hurt. Creighton came back into the game. It was impressive to see Villanova regroup and extend that lead to double digits. I think they ended up winning the game by like 8 or 10. But um, obviously, he's a key component. He's a floor general. Um, you know, they, they got some time to to plug somebody else in, but he's a player that uh, you certainly can't replace. I mean, you know, four-year senior, four-year starter. Uh, he makes the team go. He averages 14 points a game. Um, you know, their, their tournament hopes are in serious jeopardy as far as uh, being in the win column but they have the talent they showed that in the second half last night when when Creighton was threatening to take the lead and they expanded the lead uh, to win by almost double, double digits so it's definitely something to watch guys another team to watch here and with, with an injury uh, was uh, no IO no problem for Illinois I mean how, how big of a win was that the other night uh, against Michigan a game where we really thought that Michigan would you know Put, put the clinches on and, and really show their dominance in the Big Ten. And Illinois, without their leading scorer, uh, son of a motherless, I can't say this guy's kid's last name, DeSamo, DeSamo, DeSamo. I you know it's right. Just I do it. Just right. do, do it to I sumo. I know it's right. Gee, do it to <laughs> sumo. So DeSumo, having him out, uh, you know, Illinois went went to uh, went to to Ann Arbor and put the smackdown on, on Michigan guys. W you know, did anybody expect that one to happen? No, but it was a, it was a surprise and a pleasant surprise. Well, at the sumo is averaging twenty one points a game. You know, obviously they they found something to not replace him, but I mean that, that Illinois could possibly be the the fourth number one seed. Now, when a few a few weeks ago, I think it's a lot. You know, they're probably going to be a five or a six. People were kind of writing Illinois off. They got the big guy Kofi Cockburn in uh, in the middle there. They got uh, hey Patrick, what's that guard's name? Who you love? Trent, Trent Frazier, Frazier, the lefty who shoots the lights out. You know, it, it's they beat Michigan by twenty three points. There's something there. This this reminds me of a, a two thousand and nine North Carolina team. Missing their number one player, heading into the tournament, and they won it all. What are we all. talking about? Oh, Ty Lawson. Oh, he had the ankle injury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did. He, he did come back and play. Remember, we were in out in Vegas. Yes, he was definitely. Well, if I'm Desumo, we get a number one seed. He's got a facial fracture. I mean, all, Rip Hamilton wore a mask for 15 years in the NBA with a facial fracture. I think I saw today that he was uh, getting fitted for a mask and hoping to come back for the uh, Big Ten tournament. You gotta, you gotta expect him. It, definitely, if not the Big Ten tournament, but for the NCAA tournament, he's gonna be back. Uh, I don't think he's gonna 
you know, really missed the, the opportunity to have that exposure at such a high level. Um, I really, I, I think, you know, with a facial fracture, he'll be able to wear, like you said, a Rip Hamilton uh, 15, uh, you know, 15 years. Well, you know what it does for these guys that stepped up for him playing against a, a number two ranked Michigan team and having some, some floor time to produce, they gain confidence. In the long run, they get the sumo back. Some of these other guys come off the bench that haven't had the minutes that they've had all year long against a team like Michigan and they win. That confidence is there. So you can extend your bench a little bit. It's huge. It's definitely, it's huge. Now here's a, a talking about a, extending your bench. This hurt Iowa's bench, this next injury. Uh, Jack Nunji. Nunji? Nunji? Saying that right? Sounds good. It's Nunji. Nunge. Okay. This next injury, Jack Nunge, uh, his season was cut short for the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, he's going to miss the rest of the season with, with a knee injury. Uh, you know, this, this guy, he played a, a big role for, for Iowa this year. Uh, he was, you know, basically like a stretch four and can also contribute at the five when Garza needed a blow. And, uh, you know, I, I think that he might not be a name that everybody out there is really going to be, you know, tops on their, their list of p people they know, but it's definitely going to hurt a team like Iowa who, you know, could definitely use a, an extra big down below to help Garza kind of open himself up uh, to, to contribute more for, for Iowa moving forward here. Yeah, Steve, I totally agree. I mean, on the stat sheets, it doesn't look like a huge loss. I think he was averaging like 7.4, 7.5 points a game. Uh, but as far as the rotation goes, rest for Garza and stretching the court, it's a huge loss for Iowa. Uh, I think it could really make a difference. Yeah, uh, he, he slots in as like a number four, uh, number four uh, power forward, but, uh, you know, he's the number two contributor, uh, you know, scoring on the team. Moving on, let's get to topic four for the four corners here. I'm going to need a little help from my girl, Whitney, on this one. Oh, tell him, Whit. Oh, we're dancing with somebody. Who's going to be dancing with somebody in the NCAA tournament coming up, boys? Who's on the bubble and who's going to bust? going to go down a list of names here that that uh of teams that we have on the bubble and we're hoping uh you know to see him dancing with somebody uh come uh come march madness Britt, why don't you start it start it off with the first team you got here listed on our charts all right we got drake a projected number 10 seed the bulldogs are 20 and 2 11 and 2 in their conference they saved their at-large bid hopes by beating Loyola Chicago, who's Chicago, who's also a good mid-major, by one point over the weekend. One day after they lost by 27. Yeah, that that, that that's a big win uh, for them. Loyola Chicago is a ranked team, or was a ranked team at, at the time. So yeah, that that's a big uh, you know to, to get an, an at-large uh, bid for for those conferences. You know, it it's tough. So to have some. I guess what do they call them? quad one wins? Would that be classified as a quad one with with I think it uh, would, yes. Chicago or are they a quad two? But regardless, that, that's a yeah, big. They've win been ranked. They've been ranked in the top twenty five for a few weeks. I think it's a quad one win. They've got some injuries though. Yeah, Drake. Drake got a, a couple guys. Uh, I think. Yeah, I mean, their leading scorer, Shaquan Hempel, I think has a foot injury. I'm not sure if he's planning on coming back for the tournament. 
It was supposed to be out about a month. And I believe the uh, Siena transfer, uh, Roman Penn, is also out for the remainder of the season. It's two massive injuries that could really hurt them going into their conference tournament. And uh, if they do take a loss prior to the finals, that could be very impactful. Definitely. Yeah, Lenardi has uh, Drake as a first four interchangeable with Michigan State right now. Uh, so a lot, a lot has to kind of weigh in on on conference tournaments here for those two teams, as I would kind of predict on that one. Uh, what about the next team in VCU? What's going on with the Rams there down in Virginia? This is probably the most airtime VCU has gotten in any radio, any podcast. You know, since we started talking about Shaka Smart, sounds like we're all over VCU, but I definitely am. I've been on them all year. I've watched them play probably four or five games. I've taken them over some some other teams where they were uh, uh, underdogs by heavy point point differentials. But they're 17 and six. Uh, they could have some trouble taking down St. Bonaventure in the Atlantic 10 Tournament Championship game if they are fortunate enough to make it there. Uh, VCU. Could be on the bubble after losing two of its final three regular season games against George Mason and Davidson. However, VCU split regular season series with St. Bonaventure. So, um, also VCU played a close game against number ranked or number six ranked West Virginia. So, all that stuff is going to be weighed in on Selection Sunday. I like VCU to make the tournament. No doubt, no doubt. No yeah, doubt big, indeed. big run in the in the Atlantic Ten tournament will definitely help help their cause there. Uh, speaking of a team that I look to make a, a big run uh, in the Big East tournament is uh, the Yukon Huskies. They're they're a squad that's really turned it on of late. Uh, had some key guys come back. Yukon had some key guys come back from injury. Uh, I, I foresee Yukon making a deep run, if not winning the Big East tournament and really kind of making some noise in, in the NCAA tournament this year. What are you guys thinking? I think you can do it. Ah, <laughs> give it to them one time. <laughs> they beat, they beat Seton Hall this week. They, they beat Seton Hall by 10. They're 13-6 and six in the Big East. Their last game of the season this weekend is against Georgetown, which should be another win. I like UConn to make the tournament. I like UConn to be a probably 7-8 seed. They're healthy. They got a local product on the team who is going to be exciting to watch. Um, and Jackson, he's a high riser. Um, a lot of in injuries throughout the season. Everybody's, uh, the core group is back now. They've upset a couple teams. I like them to make some noise, not only in the Big East tournament, but good matchups in the in the uh, NCAA tournament. Yeah, I think they're just getting healthy at the right book, time. Book night. I mean, they've got all they're they're, they're fully. Yeah, they got book. They got book thing. night back. Yep. Yeah. Book night is definitely a factor. Um, I, you know, I don't think it's it's a uh, a 2014 Shabazz you know situation where you know one player can carry them the whole way. But I think they're going to be exciting. You know what I think um, should happen? I think Sienna should remove their heads from their rear ends, Mark, and maybe start <laughs> winning by a couple more points than just one. I'm really sweating this one out. Minus six here. Senior night, up 14. King just hit the big shot. Sorry, guys. Had to cut in with that. But uh, we're going to move on here to Wichita State. Wichita State. Moving, Moving on. on, 14 and 4 in their conference. 
Um, you know, they, they've been a team that we've definitely seen that people definitely know uh, their names uh, from being familiar with them in the NCAA tournament. So Wichita State, where are they going to lay here in everyone's predictions? Well said. Well said, Steve-O. Well, think about what these kids have done at Wichita State. Their head coach gets fired, what, what a month before the season starts? Shockers! You know, yeah, that, that wasn't a shock. That was a shocker. Greg Marshall. Apparently he was beating up yeah. his players, being uh, verbally abusive. So for them to maintain their competitiveness, go 14-4, and four, like you said in the American Conference, they should get an at-large bid. I think they have to win their conference tournament to get an at-large bid. Or, to, I mean, to get in the tournament. I don't think they get an at-large bid. My apologies on that. Yeah, well, Sorry, the American so... Conference is weak. Yeah, you know, they're, not, they're, they're on a down year. I think if they win like... the conference t- tournament, it's two in the pink. If they lose, it's one in the stink. Oh, the shockers, baby. Shit's weak. Feel free to cut that if you'd like. I mean, they, <laughs> no they, way. They, no, that's they, I mean, keeper. that's perfect. They, they did, I mean... They did open up the season with a W against Oral Roberts, so they got that going for them, which is nice. Oh, Oral, <laughs> which is nice. Oh, Oral. Speaking of Oral, uh, another team that uh, has been kind of giving us all a shocker here is uh, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Uh, they started the season off in Big Ten play um, relatively good, uh, pretty hot, and then uh, now basically, Britt. I think what, what what are we just really classifying them as? They stink. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Somebody had to say it. It needed to be said. They've lost three of their last 12. They're out. Hey, Minnesota, step into my office because you're fired. What are we, what are we se- sensing ourselves now? You can't say that no, we're fucking. Um, it's Pete's kid show. Kid show. Leonard, kid Family. show. Earmuffs. Family. Earmuffs. Right. We're trying to prove a point, never not fuck. celebrate. I, I never fucking say fuck. I'm okay, fucking no sorry. problem. Moving on. Syracuse, Big East. They're getting hot right now. Big win over North Carolina on Monday night. They're eighth in the ACC right now. Um, they definitely have to make a run in the ACC tournament. A deep run, I would say. But, but they've been playing some pretty good ball. They got healthy themselves. Um, they've had some, some young guys step up here of late. Where are we seeing the, the orange falling into the categories here, boys? Well, they're eighth in the ACC. They've had some big wins as of late. They've had some bad losses throughout the season. Over the last week, they beat, you know, not not a such a wonderful North Carolina team. They also beat Clemson last week, or excuse me, last night. They always seem to find a way into the tournament, and I think it's going to happen again this year. Yeah, Bayheim always seems to get his boys hot here towards the end of the season. Get some playing good, you know, locking up in that zone defense of theirs that that they're you know notorious for. Uh, I I look for this Q's team to to you know make a run in the ACC tournament and and find their way in the NCAA tournament, like you just said, Britt. Yeah, Steve-O, I, I agree too. I, I think when you're in conference play, that zone's not as effective as when you get into the tournament. And some of these schools that you play aren't used to it. But the other piece is, if the highlight of your season is your coach picking his nose and eating it, um, you're having a tough year in Syracuse. So hopefully they get in. Uh, but at the end of the day, if they don't, I wouldn't be surprised. Moving on, Old Miss, SEC, six in the conference right now, 15 and 10, have some pretty big wins. Uh, if they beat Vanderbilt over the weekend, that's going to put them to 16 and 10. I know I'm pretty good at math. Uh, so. Um, 
I still don't see it being uh, enough to get him in the tournament. Britt, what do you what do you think about the running Rebs down there? I don't have much to add to this, Steve-O. If, if they end up 15 and 10, I still think it's a long shot. If they end up 15 and 11, I don't think it's a possibility whatsoever. No chance. You out. You out. Next team, and they're, I think they're definitely out. I also think that this coach... Yes, he, he's only been there a few years, but Archie Miller in the Indiana Hoosiers, I think he's put himself in a tough spot there. Indiana is, you know, I wouldn't say the hotbed it used to be for recruiting when Coach Knight was uh, was there in, in Bloomington. But, uh, you know, I, at 12-3 and three right now, I don't care what they do. They, they have to win the Big Ten tournament to get themselves in the NCAA tournament. I, I don't foresee them getting in. Well, well, if they were twelve and three, Steve, I think they'd get in. But since they're twelve and thirteen, I don't think oh, they're going to get in. I usually that that one <laughs> that one number leaving out that one number. There's you know, yeah, like you said, you're good at math. So I don't think a five hundred record gets them in, um, even though that they play in the Big Ten. Indiana's had some big wins, however, they've had more bad losses. Yeah, they're going to have to uh, do more and get Ricky Rose dad a tractor for them to make the tournament this year. And they're going to lose their top big man, their freshman, because he's going to go to the NBA. So the recruiting class better be something special, or Archie Miller is on the hot seat. Nautilus. Sienna. Son of a... <laughs> Nutcracker. Unwatchable. Uh-uh. I can't. Up four, minute and a half left. Up four, you know, six is the line. Six line. It's senior night, boys. Let's have a big four, senior night, fouled, Camper, one time for Big Daddy. Lantern, why don't you bring us in to the games of the week? The game of the week is brought to you by your Toyota dealer and the new 4x4 gas turbo truck. Who could ask for anything more? By Miller Lite. For great taste, there is only one light beer. And by Nestle's Crunch. Chocolate is scrunches when it crunches. That's why you'll love Nestle's Crunch. We've got uh, Saturday, 4 p.m. tip here with this one. Number four, Illinois at number seven, Ohio State. Guys, this is definitely the uh, premium matchup, I believe, for the weekend. What do we got in store for the, for the viewers on this one? This game's on ESPN, Steve. Illinois won three straight, 10 of the last 11. We spoke on, on them earlier with Io DeSumo being injured. However, they're playing great basketball, playing for a one seed. Ohio State beat them by seven previously. Ohio State's going to need a win here entering their conference tournament. Ohio State has lost three in a row. Yeah, previously mentioned was Trent Frazier and, and Andre uh, Curbelo. The, the, these two guys have played huge roles in in Io's uh, absence there. So I don't know. I, I look for I look for Illinois to be be a tough matchup, um, but but Ohio State definitely needs this one to to kind of roll into the Big Ten tournament on a high note after after losing their last three. Um, yeah, Steve O'Britt, I think it's going to be interesting to see what this line is. With it's at Ohio State. Uh, however, uh, in these types of situations, when you got an Illinois team on a hot streak, Ohio State having a tough time, 
most likely, I feel like Ohio State's probably going to be getting points at home. I will take that all the time. Take Taking the home dog. I love it. I love it. Next game, 2 p.m. tip. Uh, another matchup between ranked opponents, Big 12 opponents here. Uh, we got number 17, Oklahoma State, traveling to West Virginia to take on the number six Mountaineers. Hit them with it, Britt. Oklahoma State's winners, eight of their last 10, possibly nine of their last 11 after tonight's game. Cade Cunningham is healthy. He's playing some of the best basketball in the nation right now. News breaking flash. news. Breaking news on the pod He's here. He's only a freshman. Freshman. That's breaking news, too. But he did just leave the Baylor game with an apparent ankle injury, it looks like. So let's hope that doesn't affect him Saturday in this matchup uh, against West Virginia. Wow. You heard that here first on Cover City Sports. West Virginia is 10-5. and five. Likely to be 11 and 5 after Thursday's game, tonight's game against TCU. Yeah, I, I look for this one to, to be a, a tough matchup uh, against these two Big 12 teams, guys. I, I think this one comes down to the wire. Uh, definitely uh, will be affected if Cade Cunningham cannot play uh, for, for Oklahoma State, but I look for this to, to be a, a pretty, pretty tight matchup all the way to the, the final buzzer there. And this is a conference that has currently seven teams ranked inside the top 20. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, I think I saw in the last, uh, you know, bracket predictions, they have seven teams. None of them are going to be lower than a sixth seed in the tournament. I mean, that's just a top-heavy bracket. We talked about it last week. Like, everyone's talking about the Big Ten, man. You got to give the Big 12 a look. No, they got to get some love there. So let's move on to the game I always look forward to every single year. It's the second matchup this season. Uh, Dukes traveling to Chapel Hill to take on the North Carolina Tar Heels, 6 p.m. ESPN. Where are we going to what, – what, what Tar Heel team are we going to see on Saturday night, Britt? Well, the only time that North Carolina has missed out during the Roy Williams era was in 2010. Right now, they're sitting at 15-9. and nine. The Tar Heels were likely to miss out on March Madness last year as they were 14-19 when the season ended. North Carolina picked up one of its better wins this season Saturday when it beat Florida State 78-70. Huge win. Huge win. The Tar Heels have played well enough to be considered an at-large bid. I know they're our favorite team, a couple of our favorite teams on the podcast here. We pick them apart. North Carolina can improve its resume with a quality win or two during the ACC tournament, which should be enough to push them in to March Madness. Duke. Britt, I think I think Duke, if they lose, uh, well, I don't think this, this is a fact. If they lose this weekend, they're a 500 team, 11-11. Yeah, I mean, they you, you, don't, the you don't make the tournament. I mean, you – uh, you you got to consider the 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 games missed out earlier in the season by Duke uh, due to COVID. I mean that's got to be playing a factor here. Most don't expect Duke to make the tournament. They're eleven eleven. They're five and six in the ACC with a five hundred record. I think they're one of the first out. Blue Devils, more like Poo Devils. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to get into that game a little bit later here in my uh, my Stewart's Buttered Hard Roll Pick of the Week. Let's roll into Sunday's game. Sunday's we got uh, 
two matchups to give you guys both ranked opponents uh, squaring off against each other. The first one, we got number 23, Wisconsin at number five. Iowa, uh, Iowa, you know, suffered back-to-back losses in beginning of February, and now they're winners of five out of their last six. Uh, they're looking, they're looking good. Only loss in in those those six games was in Ann Arbor against Michigan. Um, Luca Garza's basically looking to carve the last letters uh, of his name into that James Naismith Player of the Year trophy. Britt, where do you see this game ending up, and do you think Wisconsin's got what it takes to take down the number five? Well, Wisconsin, on the other hand, has lost five of their last seven, with their only wins coming against Nebraska and Northwestern. Look for Iowa to win this comfortably at home by double digits. Like it. Like it? I love it. All right, number 18, Texas Tech at number three, Baylor. Like we said earlier in the podcast, Baylor clinched the Big 12 regular season title for the first time in 71 years. I've predicted that I, I, I really feel strongly that, that Baylor's done enough to lock up a number one seed moving forward here going into the NCAA tournament. Um, but but we really can't discount what Texas Tech has done this year, guys. Uh, Britt, why, why don't you let, let let the listeners know what, what we kind of dug up on, on, on Texas Tech there? Well, Texas Tech has eight losses this season, six of which were at the hands of three teams, Kansas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and West Virginia. Another two coming against Houston and Baylor. So those six losses will be heavily, excuse me, those eight losses against those teams will be heavily weighed on Selection Sunday since most of those teams were in the top 25 all season long. And you forget about Mac McClung. <laughs> Give it to him, mid-major Mark. The kids love it. The kids love Mac McClung. He's just slashing, taking it to the rack, shooting threes. The kid's all over the place. Love him. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, that'll do it for the games of the weekend, guys. Landon, why don't we roll into my Stewart's Buttered Hard Roll pick of the week here. Can I get $20 on number seven, a daily racing form, a pack of new parts, and how about a buttered hard roll? Steve-O, you going to give us the buttered hard roll? Oh, Stewart's got a new theme music? Shit. They see me rolling. Stewart's butter hard rolling, baby. You know who I'm rolling with. You guys can call me Homer Simpson on this one. I'm rolling with my Tar Heels, North Carolina against Duke Saturday night. Roy gets his boys up for the big games here. And I foresee North Carolina, the big men down low, the young freshmen, uh, you know, shooting the lights out. Nah, well, that's a little bit of a stretch. But hey, I think Roy gets, gets the boys up at home, final regular season game. Uh, other season for the Tar Heels, so I'm rolling with North Carolina, and uh, I'm gonna be, you know, Petey Pablo, shaking it, uh, whatever. Raise up, take your shirt <laughs> off, North Carolina. Spell right like a helicopter. <laughs> yeah, baby. All right, that's gonna do it for this episode of Cover City Hoops Fast Break. Lantern, let's stick with the uh, the dancing theme. We're gonna do a little. Uh, Switching up on the outro music. 
Bring us into the weekend, baby. Evo, may I cut in? Don't mind if I do. Yeah, Cover City. Thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Make sure you're checking out our Twitter picks at Cover City Sports on Twitter, at Instagram, at Cover City Sports, also on Facebook. Do you mind if I dance with your dates? Into the weekend. Mark, what do we want all the listeners saying this weekend? Give me my money. <laughs> Give me my money. <laughs> Six and oh on Thursday night Twitter picks, guys. Hit both best bets. Hope you guys got in on the action because we were paying college funds tonight, baby. Can't wait for the weekend's games. We're going to dance our way into March Madness. Make sure you're tuning in to all the Fast Break episodes. I'm rich, bitch. Dick Hicks, 6-0. Oh.